This is the Saturday Morning Serial Podcast with your host, Amanda Ann. What's up, guys, and welcome to the Halloween episode of Saturday Morning Serial. I'm Amanda Ann, and today I have a very special guest joining me, and we're going to talk about our top five Halloween movies and why. And his name is Kevin Green, and Kevin is a talented director, cinematographer, writer, and actor, but he also loves a great horror film. Now, before we dive in, who has seen Halloween Kills? I do enjoy watching the Halloween films, and after watching the sequel to the 2018 film, I am so ready for this holiday. Halloween is my favorite holiday because you get to dress up as a favorite character, get the fall decor out, I love pumpkin flavored breads and pastries, and I overall like a good scare watching scary movies. Halloween Kills is directed by David Gordon Green and picks up right after its predecessor Halloween that was released in 2018. And my thing is, these movies actually do creep me out because I get nervous over events that happen in this film, and that can happen in real life. Now, I know these Halloween movies in particular can be a little extra with the gore and such, but someone creeping into your house or stalking you on the street can happen. As my grandma always says, and it's true, be more afraid of the living than the dead. That's why I can watch a ghost or a paranormal film, no problem, but I mean most of them. Paranormal activity did scare the crap out of me. That ending? Mm. (laughs) This film was supposed to be a sequel, but for those that have seen it, you know what I mean. Jamie Lee Curtis is back and badass as ever, although she is injured. I can tell in the 2018 film and this one that these movies are her babies in a way. And overall, this cast is great once again, and overall the film is pretty good. I watched it on Peacock, but I'm sure in a movie theater it's more creepy. I saw the 2018 film in the theater with my brother, and I mean, there's nothing like seeing a scary movie at the movies, being in the dark, the big screen, the very loud sound, and just I personally love going to see a horror movie, especially on opening weekend, because the audience reactions are the best. Also, a few side notes. I'll be writing up an article covering some things I've watched this week, such as Dune. I know everyone's talking about that film, so Mike and I are going to sit down and we're going to watch that this week. And we're going to see Last Night in Soho on Friday, which, again, another great horror film that's coming out. Hopefully, I'm so excited for it. Hopefully, it's good and I'll be having some positive reviews on that. So, make sure you guys keep your eyes peeled on social media for that and I am throwing in a shameless plug here for a short film I actually wrote, directed, and edited. It's called Creeper. I made it a few years ago, and it's perfect for this topic of just Halloween, scary films, and the link to that, if you're interested, is in the description of this podcast episode, so make sure you check that out. Let me know what you think, and also make sure you stick around for the end of this podcast episode for an announcement. So without further ado, put on your costume, grab some yummy Halloween treats, and please welcome to the podcast, Kevin Green. Hello. How's it going? Oh, you know, it's going. Can't wait for Halloween. Exactly. I know. It's my favorite holiday, literally. And I get two of them this year because I teach third grade. So I get to have it on Friday with the kids, and then I get to have it on Sunday, like for real. (laughs) 
Like, for real, though, that's what I miss about grade school are, like, the holiday parties. Yes, and we're going to have a lot of fun. I'm showing them Halloween Town. We're actually on Halloween oh. Town, too, because yes. I'm also a fan of Disney horror films. Yes. Um, so so much that's, yes. yeah. Yes. I watch Halloween Town every year. Uh, me and Mike were just sitting down watching it. And Mike's like, you watch this movie every year? And I'm like, damn right I do. That's a tradition. You have to. You have yes. to. And, and this year I put on two for the first time in a few years. And I was like, actually, this one's really good too. Mm-hmm. So now I'm showing it to my kids. So I'm watching it actually twice this year. So I'm catching up. Yeah. And it makes you feel <laughs> really old too. <laughs> Absolutely. When my kids saw the beginning of the second one today – and they saw the boy that was in it, the son, they were shocked at how big he got from the first one to the second one. And I said, that's going to happen to you too in between (laughs) fifth and seventh grade. (laughs) Right? Oh my goodness. They'll just sprout right up. Yep. I was actually looking on that kid's Instagram and yeah, he's like a heavy metal rocker guy now. It's kind of crazy. Oh, really? Oh, that's funny. But he still kind of has like the baby eyes that he has as a kid in the films so it's really cute <laughs> that's hilarious yeah. i'm gonna have to look that up i would love because to see him as that person would be very trippy because he was yeah. such a nerd in that movie oh yeah i was like whoa you changed <laughs> <laughs> very but cool. anyway kevin thanks so much for coming on and tell us a little about like your work in film some of the projects you've worked on yeah, for sure. I um, I started making movies when I was 18 years old um, with a group of my friends. I was actually at a co-ed sleepover, my very first co-ed sleepover. And I said, this is awesome. I have enough friends to make a movie because I have a bunch of girlfriends and a bunch of guy friends. So now, so I was writing the movie that night in front of all of them. And I was telling them, let's do this. Let's do this. And uh, we did. We started shooting a month later. And um that was our first movie that came out in 2008. And then we made, um, gosh, 10, 11 other movies, most of them um, in the horror realm. Um, one in particular was called Night of the Clowns. And I think it's probably my favorite one just because it's uh, kind of a series format. So it was cool to develop the, cur- the characters in those movies. Um, and I, right now I'm actually trying to get the fourth one up and going and I'm thinking that it might be filmed as soon as next month. So I'm actually really excited about that because, um, due to the pandemic, I haven't shot anything in two years. I, the last thing I shot was, um, with my students, um, we did a movie called birthdays for the film club that I lead at the school. And the movie was about 10 kids who were all born on the exact same day and how it caused them great frustration and animosity to the point where even the principal noticed it. So she shut down the school and had them come to school by themselves on their birthday. And they had to compete against each other in this uh, game called, what was it called? Flag, uh, flag football. I think that's the one where you tear the flags off people's waistbands. Mm-hmm. And uh, the winner was the was going to be the head birthday person. And it just turned into this hilarious um, movie where we just, we the kids got to learn so much and see it. And so honestly, I actually, for my film projects, have been going in, a, in, a, in the kid movie direction. 
and um and i'm really liking it awesome and that's awesome you got like a kids club at your school for film like i wish i had that and it's amazing we shoot on ipads and we use an app called filmic pro and the app um, has actually been used in um, many um, hollywood films including tangerine and um, it's something that anybody can download for $16. And it has exposure, it has frame rate, it has um, the way you want to size, do you want it to be widescreen, do you want it to be full screen, and so many more features. And the kids just ate it up and they loved, they loved learning about that part of the technology, which was really cool. Oh my God, that is so cool. Like, yeah. Man, I'm jealous. Like these kids these days, they don't know how lucky they have it to have all this technology literally at their fingertips. Like you can just edit movies on your phone now. Yes. Back in 2008 when I started, I had a handheld camera that was used for, you know, home birthday parties. That was the only Mm -hmm. thing that was really available, which is, you know, it's crazy to think because 2008 was only 13 years ago. So for there to be so many more things in in that short period of time, and I'm just like you. I am so jealous because I could have used Filmic Pro when I was a kid. That would have for made sure. things a lot better for me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, because I used to vlog too. And like back, way back in high school, my friends and I would go to the city and we would just make, you know, funny inside joke videos. But you would have this like, I had this like $20 camcorder from Walmart that shot on like the lowest resolution and mm-hmm, <laughs> mm-hmm. so good times on that. <laughs> it's the rite of passage too. Like I think even with the kids now with that technology, a lot of them choose to do stop motion. A lot of times they'll come to me and say, Mr. Green, Mr. Green, I did stop motion. I'm like, are you sure? Cause that's actually really um, tedious Mm-hmm. What does tedious mean, Mr. Green? And then I have to explain <laughs> that. And then they tell me that, in fact, they have created a stop oh um, motion picture. And I'm like, that's cool. Like, they're... So they like to actually get down to the nitty gritty, even with the availability of this new technology. Because it's yeah. making movies is such an art. And if you love it, mm-hmm. I think you're hungry to understand it um, at its root. Mm-hmm. So. Absolutely. But Kevin, I've got what my is it dog about... coughing in the background. Oh, Sorry okay. about that. <laughs> so, what is yeah, it about a... the horror movie genre that keeps people, such as like you and like myself, entertained and overall just fans of these films? Um, you know, I thought about that a lot because it it if you actually think about it, it's strange that I feel that it's strange that I have this desire to go to a uh, movie theater to watch people get butchered. Um, And I'm like, but is that why I'm going? Um, It's not. I think what keeps me interested is I love this idea of the survival, like fighting for survival. And that character versus character is just so amplified in horror films because it's like the ultimate, like they're trying to kill you and you will die if you don't outrun them or outsmart them. 
and to see the choices that characters make is interesting when they're put in those situations um but yeah i i definitely think it it's it's that it's it's that um just I don't know, like Jamie Lee Curtis and all those lead girls, I just look at them and to me, they represent just full on badassery. And I oh, think yeah. uh, it's so much fun to watch them at the end, just do their thing and, and, and beat the bad guy. I love it. Oh yeah. And it's just like kind of a repl- like representation of life where if you were in a situation, how would you react? Yes. And it's just, yeah, it's, not, I don't want to say it's fun to watch, but it just captures your interest, I guess. Yeah, and, but you know what? It's, I agree, like, the the what you're watching isn't fun, but then when you're sitting next to your friends and you scream or you jump together and then you get to laugh with each other, that's mm. where it really comes full circle because now you have a truly enjoyable experience like even if you're watching people get killed it's like it's hilarious because you're you know you're super scared but you're safe in a theater with your friends so it's 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 fun too in that way i think oh yeah and there's nothing like going to a horror movie on opening weekend with the crowd the audience i mean probably pre-rona but you know we're gonna go see last night in soho on friday i'm so excited i I cannot wait to see that yeah, yeah, I just love seeing these movies in a big, dark theater for the first time. It's great. Yes. It's all yes. about experience. Yes, and we used to go back in the day on midnight on Friday morning, mm-hmm. or sometimes they would do um, even Thursday morning at midnight, whatever it was, and we would be in there, Scream, Halloween, any scary movie, and it was funny one time we went and we saw a movie that wasn't a scary movie at midnight and it just was not as fun Mm -hmm. you gotta watch the scary stuff at that time i think um that actually is reminding me of rocky horror picture show right now because that's another late night movie that i love going to the theater for and then you get home and then it's like even if you weren't scared, you still go home, turn the lights off, and you have this uncomfortable feeling just creeping in. Yes. <laughs> and then you wake up the Absolutely. next morning, and you were like, and you, then you're like, oh, why was I even afraid? Like, Oh, yeah. No. Sometimes I'll wake that. up and I'll forget that I watched a movie last night. And I'm like, oh, yeah, I did mm-hmm. watch that. But I know you were a big fan of the new Halloween film, which is the sequel to the 2018 one, Halloween Kills. And I gave my thoughts in the intro. And like you said, Jamie Lee Curtis is a complete badass, especially in this one, too. And you were telling me you actually watched this film multiple times. So what is it about this new film that just keeps making you go back and rewatch it? Um, You know, there's a couple things. Firstly... I normally rewatch things like this um, when they first come out. So when an American Horror Story season starts up, I'll watch the first episode probably two or three, maybe even four times before the second one comes out. I just get really um, into, I just get into it. Um, And I find comfort in watching things multiple times because I can ignore them halfway the second time and I can still pick up on new things even though I'm halfway ignoring it and getting other work done. With Halloween so and the 
Yeah, you know, and with Halloween, they put it on Peacock. So how available it was, it's so easy to just turn it on. And um, But with those things aside, it was such a good film. <laughs> <laughs> I really liked it. Yeah. Did you like it? Good. What did you think about it? I did. And it was funny because, it, and just the ending, especially, I was just like, okay, here we, here we go. We're going to keep going. Yes. <laughs> Bring and on which, the next one. <laughs> did you know that there was going to be a third one before you watched this one? I did not. Oh, they shot them at the same time. Yeah. I read that like right after I watched it and I was like, oh, okay. Yeah. Then it just dawned so on I sort me. Of it went, made sense. Yeah. And I went into it knowing that. And I think like with Star Wars, they're, which is another series that I've seen all of, not that I love it, but I remember um, when the 2000 versions came out and when the more recent versions came out, I was always a little bit bored with the second one because mm -hmm. I knew that there was another one and I knew that they were setting things up for the last one. And so the second one was always kind of a filler. Mm -hmm. This film, I think, could have fallen into that but I don't feel like it did. I felt like it was it's a very solid um, chapter that continued, I would say something that was really important to series fans, which is the um, all the characters from the original coming back. Um, mm -hmm. it, you know, even Anthony Michael Hall, who was not the original actor, his character coming back was cool. Um, I thought it was interesting one of the other characters they brought back was Lonnie. And if I remember correctly, in the old, old movie, he was one of the bullies. So I don't know um, how that character then became friends with Tommy. But that that part, I was a little wonder. I was wondering about that. Um, I guess it makes sense, though. They grew up in the same town. Maybe they became friends. Um, Small but that town, was interesting. You know. <laughs> and yeah, I loved it. Good. I loved it. I loved, can we just for a second, just for a second, talk about um, Lindsay Wallace, played by the Beverly Hills housewife. What's her name? I can't even remember her name right now. Uh, Kyle Richards. Oh my God. I love her. I'm obsessed with her. I don't want to give any spoilers. Am I allowed to give spoilers? Go for it. It's on Peacock. Like, <laughs> I was very happy that she lived. I wanted her yeah. to live. The whole time I was watching the movie, I was like, don't kill her. Don't. Right. <laughs> yep. um, but yeah, no, it was really great. Yeah. And it's like you said, it was just one big homecoming for like all the yes. characters. And it's interesting because it's almost like the antagonist got turned a, a little bit in this film. Yes. It's yeah, it's Michael Myers, of course, but he may, you know, he just plays with these people's minds and they go crazy. And I found that to be really interesting too, how the focus of just the, the villain and being the antagonist, it was the townspeople and not Michael Myers for like a hot second. Yeah, it's, I think it was poignant um, with our, you know, with our moment in history, I feel like the mob mentality has really become something that is there. Mm -hmm. And it was done so well. Like, I feel like they really captured the essence of how that is bred 
um, and how it overtakes. Um, and uh, it was touching to see that one um, inmate, you know, when he killed himself, it was hard to watch that. It was sad because, you know, we all know he wasn't Michael, but he was dead. He, they were going to kill him. And yeah, it was it was definitely interesting. Today at school, I was teaching the kids about conflict and how you can have character versus character, um, which is normal horror film. But this film went further and did character versus society. And I think that that was definitely a smart move on the writer's part because it kept this very fresh. And this is, I believe, the 12th film in the Halloween series. So mm-hmm. it needed something to help it stand apart. And I think that this that is exactly what it was that makes it so much stronger than some of the other sequels. I agree. Yeah, definitely. So I told Kevin to pick his top five favorite horror films of all time. I did the same. So from going from five to one with one being your most favorite, Kevin, what is your number five pick? Oh, okay. So my number five pick, I'm looking at my list and I'm making sure I'm committing to this. Okay. My number five pick is going to have to be Nightmare on Elm Street. Okay. Classic. Yeah. That's my number five pick. Should I tell you my number four or are you going to tell me your number five? Well, I'll say my number five, but why, why is that like on your list of favorites? Nightmare on Elm Street is fantastic. It is trippy as hell and it is everything I feel like somebody would want to see. Um, <laughs> just like, I don't know. It just, it, it makes you realize that everybody has these crazy dreams. People getting sucked into the floor and mm-hmm. just all these, uh, like the, I don't know. It's just, I could watch it. Over and over and over again. I, as a matter of fact, could watch all of them over and over and over again. Um, the second one is the most iconic gay horror film of all time. So it's huge in the gay community because it was this unspoken thing that this character was gay. And it just, as you rewatch it years and years later, you're like, these people were so smart. Because nobody realized it until way later. Mm -hmm. Um, So that's cool. And then three, four, and five. I just think the visuals, they just, just again and again. I can't say enough about this series. Um, And I love Nancy. I love Nancy. She's a great, um, she's badass. And she's just awesome. So that's my my number five. What about you? Awesome. So my list just consists of films that they have to have these major components. And that's what makes a great horror film, in my opinion, is just a great story, Mm. amazing visuals, a good balance Mm. of like scary suspense and story flow and likable characters. So obviously, you know, Freddy, he's iconic. Yep. Those Nightmare on Elm Street. So my number five, and it's like you, I had to commit. I had to like keep looking at my list here. But I think my number five is Crimson Peak. And I love the visuals of this film because it's got this just gothic, romantic look and feel. 
and the costuming that replicates the very late 1800s and just I love the stark contrast of white red and black in this movie too and it was released in 2015 by the great Guillermo del Toro Mm. so yeah and in the beginning it's interesting because it opens with the text saying this is not a ghost film and in the end that is true even though there are ghosts in this movie because it's all psychological in the end have you seen that kevin i haven't and i just i wrote it down and i circled it and i'm gonna watch it. yeah it's on netflix yes oh my gosh now who um what is that girl's name that's the star in that isn't she the girl yeah it's mia vaskaska i can't really pronounce her name and then jessica chastain and then you know my podcast yes. viewers are going to be like of course it's tom hiddleston is in it too he's one of my favorite oh actors. very good <laughs> <laughs> but like good. this movie yes. there's just like a lot of twists and turns and you just don't see a lot of things coming and it's just very well made and it's just it's very beautiful for a horror film which is weird to have the word beautiful and horror film in the same sentence but it really is I think that that's um, I think that's such a fun thing when films are beautiful and I kind of feel like one of the reasons I like Nightmare on Elm Street is because of the the sets and the the beauty in their um, just disgustingness <laughs> right the sploosh guns yes. and everything <laughs> mm-hmm. exactly so what is your number four Kevin okay Number four is going to have to be Sleepaway Camp. Okay, that one I've never heard of. Oh, you're going to have to treat yourself. Okay. Sleepaway Camp is such a... Because um, you haven't seen it, so I don't want to spoil it for you. But I will say this. It is one of the most confusing films in terms of just the 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 why are we why is this even why was this even made i can't even believe this is happening was this something that actually used to happen all these questions are racing through your head while you're watching this movie and everything just seems so weird and then at the end you're just like oh shit and that's like the reaction that i have every time i watch it and it has one of my absolute favorite characters of all time. Her name is Aunt Martha. And Aunt Martha is perhaps just my favorite character of all time in all horror films. I just oh, wow. love, and she's in only two scenes. And it just, just blew my mind. Every time I watch it, I just am mind blown. Um, and Have you seen the, oh, it, I'm sorry. Go ahead, Kevin. No, no, go ahead. Go ahead. Well, I was going to ask, have you seen Midsommar? No, you know what? I'm <clears throat> afraid to watch that because... It's so bad. Yeah. Like, for me, if it has to do with, like, a cult or um, just sort of brainwashing, whatever, I get very, like, uncomfortable. Oh, yeah. Like, not even scared. Like, oh, that actually could really, like, happen and i i don't i don't feel like i have control of whether or not that happens so i don't want to watch that even yeah. the new quentin tarantino movie um bothered me a little bit when there were the scenes with the the manson family farm um 
I, I was just like, ew, like, yeah. why would people choose to do that? And I'm so confused. And mm-hmm. anyway, so I have not seen Midsommar for that yeah. reason, because I, I know that it has something to do with kind of like a cult. Well, I have to admit, I turned it off halfway through because I couldn't finish it. It was so, I don't even know how to even describe it. Weird doesn't even was begin. It, was it graphic? Like, did it have like... it's gratuitous graphic yeah but it's it's like you said like the cult that i I don't even call it a cult i don't even know what it was it's just like a group of people (laughs) and they celebrate this like tradition every year but the way they go about it is just so creepy and it's like oh my god like if you got stuck in the woods with these people mm -mm. Uh, but anyway have you seen i was gonna say I can't think of the director of that, but he also did Hereditary. Oh, yeah. I'm going right down the rabbit hole. Which I saw that. And I have to say, that's another uh, genre of horror that I'm not a huge fan of. When Mm -hmm. it comes to anything demonic, I'm just like, bye. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Okay, so so my question was so, yeah, so Sleepaway Camp is, it's not like, anything crazy demonic or anything like that no it's it's very (laughs) state-of-the-art like your favorite kind of your favorite kind like it is the freddy jason halloween um vein in terms of just like there is a killer killing people at a camp okay yeah well i wrote it down so i'm gonna check it out very cool yes and i'm checking out crimson peak so what's yeah. your number four? My number four is The Strangers. And I actually have that on cue to watch tomorrow with Mike because he's never seen it. Did and you say you broke you up why. just what, You broke what? up just as you said the name of it. You broke up just oh, as I you did? said the name of the film. Yeah. So was it, was it The Strangers? The Strangers. Yeah. I okay yes I have uh-huh. seen that. Oh, yeah. Simic hasn't seen it. No, he oh. hasn't seen it, and it's one of my favorites. And I'll tell you why, because it came out in 2008. So like I was 18 and I was able to sneak my brother into a rated R movie. So that was cool. But it like attracted me to the fact that it was just so damn scary judging by the trailers. And it had like my top fears in it, which is just like my house being broken into someone staring at me from the other side of the house or outside. And I'm just like, why would I even want to go see it? But and I don't, I still don't know to this day why I like this movie so much. But for me, it's just like kind of like a facing fear dead in the face type of movie. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, and it's yes. like just legit good. I mean, there's a story to it. The masked people aren't just, they're so scary. I mean, they're that so doll scary. face. Oh my God. Mm-hmm. Yes. And, you know, it's just like another thing of survival, too. Yes. Very that. And I, you know, I really loved Liv Tyler. Oh, yeah. She was excellent in that film. And she hadn't been in a movie in a while. And then when that film came out, I was like, oh, yeah, I remember her now. And I was like, oh, very good. But I have to say, I also saw it in theaters in 2008 when I was 18. And... (laughs) I um 
I remember being so repulsed by this film because of the ending and how oh, yeah. they got just so much sick enjoyment out of it. Mm-hmm. Um, it really bothered me to my core. Absolutely. Yeah. I think like the most chilling line in that film is actually right at the dead end where the, the strangers are going down the road and they get stopped by a kid handing out like Jesus brochures and he's like, are you a sinner? And Dollface goes, sometimes. Like, no. <laughs> oh, yeah. Like, they just have no concept of... Yeah, they they weren't even... It, that was what was really interesting. They weren't even people. They were just shells and they didn't... Mm-hmm. It, was, it was very disturbing. Yeah. Very disturbing. I mean, visually, <laughs> though, it was... It worked because, like, it had dark lighting, like, yellow tone scenes taking place outside and it's just a situation the characters were put in of they literally couldn't do anything else they couldn't get away and for me like i said it was just like staring fear into the face when i saw this movie yeah yeah absolutely good yeah so what is your number three (sighs) okay at number three i have picked Quentin Tarantino's Death Proof, which okay. I am sure is going to be a huge eye roll or um, a point of confusion for anybody who is listening because Death Proof was even said by Quentin Tarantino to be his least favorite film and his worst film that he's ever made. I absolutely love it. I love the women. I love the dialogue. I love the bar. I love being in Tennessee. I love being in Texas. And I just felt like I was there. Freaking Jungle Julia and all the shit she says. I was sold. And funny story, I saw this movie in April of 2007 when it came out on opening night with my friend Richie and we had to sneak in um, to this but we didn't have to sneak in what we did was we had somebody buy the tickets for us and then we had to go in so it was nerve-wracking because they could have recarded us so you snuck in so we snuck in well we paid for it so it's kind of sneaking in but we did pay um, right. And we paid for that movie, too. I still have mm-hmm. the ticket stub, actually. Um, <laughs> but I just think it was the first time I watched a movie where I felt like I was in an experience. And I never felt like that before. I always felt like I was watching a movie. And in Death Proof, I really felt like I was just at the bar with all of these people i was in the car when he was gonna kill him it was just so cool and i think that with the death scenes they had a lot of fun with them so it's not about grossing out the audience so much as it is about just the exaggeration of the ridiculous and um i absolutely loved it and i i recommend it to everyone including people who have already watched it to rewatch it and to just try again because it's just so good to me. I just wrote that down too because I I haven't seen it either. Yeah. But I uh, I know his work. But yeah, 
I I've never heard of that one, and that's probably why, unfortunately. And I mean, like one thing I always do is I give films a chance, even if they have crappy reviews. Yes, because you know it just all comes down to what you make of it. Correct. And like the I reasons agree. you just said about it, I mean, that's your personal connection with it. Hmm. And well, and you know, just watching it over and over and over again with my friends. My friend Jenna had a movie theater in her basement, and I kid you not, every single week that we would watch this in her basement, every single week we'd get together and we would watch it. It just never got old. I mm-hmm. just, I, I've never had a movie like that with a group of people. Yeah. So there's also that sort of special connection. Oh, so God. yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Number three, Death Proof. Good, good. What about you? So my number three, and yeah, I, I know you, you don't, I don't know if you like these films or not but the conjuring i love the conjuring i because i love james wan i love him as a director because he just approaches especially like this film so creatively and it's just it's just a great story about how like strong a family can be when they come together and it ties in with a lot of multiple real life events into one story and i really like how he just mashed everything together and I also am a big fan of like Ed and Lorraine Warren. They're mm-hmm. real life, uh, like, I would say, like paranormal investigators. And I love Patrick Wilson in the role, Vera Faminga. They're both just so great. Their chemistry, just astounding. I wasn't a big fan of like this past, this newer conjuring that just came out, like this past, I think it was May or June. But the only reason why I watch them now is because of them too. But nothing beats the first conjuring at all yeah the the first one was so good the it's it's interesting how you said that one of the things i think is so good about it is the fact that james wan seemed to be able to handle so many stories and so many characters in a very short period of time and he did it in a way that felt well paced um Mm -hmm. because you feel like the mom is the main character at one point and then it becomes lorraine and her husband and i um I really like how he did that. Also, that one was the scariest one, 100% with that witch oh, yeah. on top of the um, the cupboard that was yeah. so scary. Um, the third one, agreed, yeah. definitely the weakest in the series. Um, I, don't, uh, I don't really know why that movie happened. Um, I, well, I do know why it happened. They were contracted to do it, but I... I just don't know who said, yeah, let's let this one be the next one. Because mm-hmm. the second one is argued by many to be better than the first one. I think it's almost as good. Like, almost mm-hmm. as good. Almost, yeah. Um, exactly. But I am of the opinion that the first is the best. So I was yeah. very disappointed with the third one. As a standalone idea of a film, I was like, yeah, that was fine. But it just didn't feel like The Conjuring. Oh, you know what? Somebody and I had a conversation about this. I think it was our friend Maddie. I think part of the problem with Conjuring 3 was that we were in so many sets and locations. And it really took away from the intimacy that you sort of felt in the previous Mm -hmm. two films that sort of brought that scary ambiance. Yes, I agree. And it's like I said, but like The Conjuring really like set the bar I feel like, and I'm not going to give away my number one pick at all, but um, 
this movie just introduced like a whole other element of horror film to in my opinion just like with the story the creativity likable characters and even like the monsters like the way he approached the scares was Mm -hmm. like you see them like drifting off down the hallway and then they disappear and then in the next frame they're in your face going like look what you made me do or whatever they say like that they scream in the character's face and it's like whoa yes it really gets your heart going (laughs) yeah because it's like you think oh the ghost is just going away but no he's right there screaming at you (laughs) yep exactly and i i enjoy those kinds of scares i know a lot of people are like oh that's so cheap but i'm like no i i think that that's like we talked about earlier part of the fun when you get to jump with your friends oh yeah and then you just laugh afterwards like oh (laughs) that got me (laughs) yeah exactly i'll never forget one time i was sitting with my friend johnny rig and we were watching this movie and it really wasn't that scary it was haunting in connecticut but mm-hmm. there was this one moment and it was just a perfect storm my um somebody upstairs made a noise as johnny was turning to ask me a question and then there was a loud scare jump on the movie and me and johnny screamed blood and murder <laughs> And neither of us had ever screamed at a movie before. We talked yeah. about it. We were like, I've never screamed out loud at a movie before. But <laughs> and it and it was like legit too. It was like we were genuinely screaming. Like that's how we would have screamed if we would have seen an actual killer. Yeah. Um, and it was such a joyous moment right afterwards because right, right. the parents upstairs were laughing at us. So I mean, it just you you know, I love horror films. Yeah, love it, love it, love it. So what is your number two pick? So number two, um, I am going to go with Halloween. Halloween yes, is okay. such, um, it's just, it's just so important um, to the genre. The story is amazing. The, it's just all perfect to me. And um, I can watch it a million times. And to be honest with you, my number two is really the series. I could watch the series a hundred times. And quite often, I will watch them in order because I want to see it as one giant story. So definitely, I would actually probably have to say the whole series. Uh, but number one is the best. <laughs> yeah. What My about number you? two is the one and only Pennywise, the dancing clown, aka the Bill Skarsgård version of, oh. yeah, It. It chapters one and chapter two, directed by Andy Muschietti. Yes. I was so blown so, away. Okay, I was just so blown away by the visuals in this film. And the casting, like this movie came right off the heels of Stranger Things on Netflix. Yep. So I feel like everybody just kind of still had that whole like, you know, whale buyers, like group of children being the heroes type of thing. And that's really what this film yes. is about, too. And I mean, they got Finn Wolfhard. And then um, I just love the whole cast of kids. Sophia Lillis, Jeremy Ray Taylor. They, I mean, they were just all so good in their roles. And yes. Bill Skarsgård, he plays an excellent Pennywise. Because, I I mean, this is actually a really funny story. I haven't really told anybody except for, like, my parents because it's really dumb. But I grew up afraid of shower heads. Every time we would go to... 
yeah, every time we would go to a hotel or something, I would look at the shower head to make sure it wouldn't like come off or something because when I was little, I was exposed to the original It Ministries and it was the oh. part, I don't know if you've seen it, Kevin, but the part where yes. it's, he's, um, I think it's, oh, I can't remember. Is it Bill or I think Bill or somebody's in a locker room and the shower heads and the showers just come off the wall of this locker room mm-hmm. and just traps the kid and sprays him with water and stuff. Oh my God. That stuck with me like my whole life. Even I'm 31 years old. I will still kind of like, Hmm, add a shower head. That's so funny. You know, yeah. shower heads are creepy, but the reason that I am sometimes looking at them with the side eye is because of arachnophobia because I'm yeah. always wondering if a bug is going to crawl out of it. <laughs> it could be Pennywise, you never know. Like, exactly. But, you know, growing up, uh, you know, I would watch that film and just laugh because I'm like, this was, this was considered scary. <laughs> but <laughs> Andy Machete did such a good job to, like, modernize this film and just make it, like, just one of a kind. Yeah, it was it was fantastic. I saw it in the theater, loved it. I did not see the second one. Um, you know, I, I don't know why I didn't see the second one. I loved the first one. I just haven't had the, I haven't had that moment yet where I'm like, yep, it's time to watch it. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> but enough. I do want to see it. And I did love the cast and I'm anxious to see the adults because the problem in the original one, um, was, the second half and it was that the adults didn't have the same chemistry as the children in the first half. Um, so I'm interested to see if they broke, it sounds to me like they broke that curse for this one. So that's very I, good. I feel like they did. I, like I said, I really enjoyed And then it, I found it really interesting that the kids were able to pretty much handpick who they want to play as their adult selves. Like Sophia got Jessica Chastain to play Beverly. James McAvoy is Bill. Bill Hader is Richie. I know Finn wanted Bill Hader as Richie, like adult Richie. So that was really cool. And they're just all just a great group. Like everybody, the kids, the grownups. I mean, I follow a lot of them on Instagram. So I just love seeing their stories and their posts. Very cool. I did not know that about the kids picking the adults. I think that that is such a great, wow, what a cool idea. And it's just, yeah, this like continuity of the story and the scary elements and the visual effects in this film. Yeah, it's just, I loved it. Yes. I got the I art of it book and everything. It's. <laughs> I love that. I love that. I, you know what? I probably need to rewatch it. That movie's already like, what, three years old? Yeah. It's like 2017 yeah. was when the first one came out. Wow. That's right. It has been a while. Now I'm going to have to rewatch that. I'll watch the second one. Okay, I'm going to write that one down too. That and Crimson Peak. Yeah. Crimson Peak is on Netflix right now. I'm probably going to put that on when we're done here tonight. Sweet. So So are we ready for number one? What is your big number one reveal? (laughs) Okay. So I'm going to say this and if it's not acceptable you tell me and then i will make a decision but i do have a tie for my first that's okay so do i oh awesome oh my god (laughs) that's hilarious i genuinely love equally and the most scream 1996 by kevin williamson and wes craven and 
Classic. Black Christmas, 1974. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Those two are... Scream was the movie that made me want to write movies. Mm-hmm. I knew from the moment I heard the dialogue and the humor mixed in with this genre, I was sold. I watched it for the first time when I was 15 years old, but it came out when I was six. So I did mm-hmm. not see it for many years until after it was out. Um, and I distinctly remember um, when I got to the third one, I was nervous because I was like, well, now I don't know if they're going to live or die because there's not a fourth one. <laughs> um, and as we know, there's a fourth one and soon to be a fifth one, which I mm-hmm. cannot wait to see. Um, I am not a big trailer watcher and I have already watched that trailer many times um, because I'm just so flipping excited about that movie. Um <laughs> But yeah, Scream, because it made me want to be a writer. And Black Christmas, because it was so dark and so also funny in its own way. But it was dry and very dark humor. Mm-hmm. And I um, I never, I don't know. I don't feel like it's ever been done that well. It, it was another movie where I felt like I was in this experience. I was in this sorority house with these girls yes. and I watched that movie over and over and over again. And as I'm watching it, I repeat the lines like I'm the characters and I feel like I'm having their thoughts mm-hmm. and there's a creep calling me on the phone and like, it just sucks me in every year. I watch it at least once at Christmas, but um, it's actually a family tradition. Me and my sisters watch it every year. Um, very cool along with the new one yeah we we do like watching that movie together yeah um so those are my two top i I haven't seen the new one yet but it's on my list to watch when i get the chance but my brother and i sat down and watched the original and (laughs) the cookie part (laughs) oh the cookie part um classic cookie part oh (laughs) yes wait so you saw you saw the 2006 version i think i that's the one i saw I know I saw yes. one of them. Yes, that's the 2006. So ah, okay. Yeah, that's the remake. Oh, I didn't know um, they... Okay, so there's one that's older. Okay. Yes, and... Gotcha. Oh, but you know what? There's one that's also newer. So yeah. there was one that came out, I believe, in 2019 or 2020. And um, even though it was called Black Christmas, it was nothing to do with the originals. Um, right. And I did not see it. And the reason I did not see it is because the trailer made it very clear that the villain was an entire group of fraternity people. And it was like a cult. Mm -hmm. So I was like, not going to watch that rendition. It was torn to shreds on all the reviews. Mm -hmm. Um, And to be honest, so was the 2006. Um, And... That's another movie I put on every year just for the nostalgia factor, but it is Mm -hmm. terrible. It's a terrible film. It is terrible dialogue. It's terrible pacing. It's terrible, 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 terrible. The only thing that is good about the 2006 movie, in my opinion, is the set. The set is so good. The decoration and the ambience of that is so strong that it actually is better than the original film. It's got like a very of, iridescent look, doesn't it? Yes. In a way? Yes. Yeah. 
And the old one is very like just it, like you're in like a grimy, grungy, like hole in the wall. Like it feels like it would be, it looks like it would be a cold house. Like you get all those vibes. Um, but the decorations in the, in the remake in 2006, it just kind of made me feel like that juxtaposition of horror and beauty which we sort of talked about with Crimson Peak. I think that that was something that draws me to it, even though it's Mm -hmm. absolutely atrocious, but I still recommend it. Yeah, no, I literally (laughs) have to watch this old, this one, the older one um, this weekend because I need to see it. (laughs) Yeah, you should. Because if you're saying 2006, like the one I watched then wasn't, I'm like, well, dude, I I like that one, but. Oh yeah. This older one's better. I'm like, hell yeah. (laughs) The original one is so good. You know what? As a matter of fact, you're going to have to text me if you do watch it because I want to hear also Sleepaway Camp because those two movies are going to, I think they're going to give you almost like a new, um, I don't know, like a new alleyway of horror, like kind of how you were talking about James Wan's films these films also have that sort of interesting element that sort of sets them apart, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, I love them. Awesome. I so love how you? I'm getting like some new titles to watch too. I'll talk to you. Too. Me too. Me <laughs> too. I, I like, I kind of want to have seen your top one tie, um, but I also kind of don't want to have seen it. So I have something else for my list. But so I guess we're just going to have to see if I saw them or not. We'll find out. Okay. Yeah. So my favorite. Well, okay. So it's the same franchise, right? It's Insidious uh-huh. and Insidious 2. <gasps> Those are my top. Like, it, I can't pick between the two, but I just love them all. Except for the fourth one. But oh. I, the biggest thing for me are the likable characters in this yes. movie. Like, I love Patrick Wilson's character. I love Elise. I love Specs and um, oh gosh, I can't remember the other guy's name. Um, but yeah, and I love the villains. I love the ghosts, like Parker Crane, his mom in the second movie. Like, it's just French Kiss. It's my favorite. Amazingness. Yeah. I, you know what? I'm digging and digging in my memory right now because it has been years. But what I do remember is that there's some in-between world that Patrick Wilson is getting sort of he's dream he's sleeping into, or he's getting sucked into. And it's this Mm -hmm. old woman who's trying to. Yep. The black bride. This is insidious, right? Am I on the right track? Okay. Yep. So it, it, well, it's basically his son that gets sucked into this like other realm. Right. Mm -hmm. And he's in a Patrick Wilson's character has to go find him josh's but it, the main character but it was all a trap because mm-hmm, because they want the josh. whole time they wanted josh yes yes and I that's what it. the second film's about right oh because because he actually is inside she is inside of him at the mm-hmm. end of the first yes and kills oh my elise. god you're bringing and then elise back. yeah and then elise comes back as like you know an entity that helps them out like but elise is like the pillar of the films like she's in all four films and she's just a fan favorite <laughs> but yes. like again the same with the conjuring i just love the ghosts i love how james wan just approaches the scares 
and it's just like a fresh story that's never seen before and there's a lot of creepy smiles in it (laughs) yeah i have a question for you who do you like more james wan or patrick wilson yeah, right, because they're both they're in both films. Yeah, I like I'm James Wan because yeah, he like just he's just a mastermind. Like, and, and it's yeah. funny because he pulls a Stan Lee in his movies where he appears in them. <laughs> he oh, has I like minor roles. Yeah. Oh, I'll have to rewatch it. You know, I'll never forget the scene in the second movie where the little boy is running the the ghost boy is running around the house when rose Byrne, who by the way is wonderful yes um, she's doing the laundry like Mm -hmm. the chills that i get and see that's something that i like about ghost stories is i get i get the biggest um i get tingles like my hair stands up like that actually gives me like a a nervous feeling even though i don't necessarily believe in ghosts um but i i get most scared of so like if i really want to scare myself i'll read you know ghost stories about people who have experienced things mm-hmm. but if i'm watching michael or um ghostface or freddy i'm not really scared i'm not really getting you know my hair is not standing up it's a completely different type of experience and i like insidious because it is one of those experiences where I, my hair goes up and i'm like oh, it's a ghost mm-hmm. um but yeah, good choices. I'm gonna have to rewatch yeah. those. Oh yeah, I, I know. I'm like, I it made like when I was typing this out. I'm like, I really want to watch these right now. <laughs> but yeah, I'm, I'm actually like the opposite of you. I prefer like I watch paranormal stuff like on YouTube, ghost stories, whatever. Fine, no problem. It's like it's like the Michael Myers, the Freddy, the Jasons that actually do creep me out because, I mean, I know some of it's cinema, it's exaggerated, but. That stuff can happen in real life. Totally. And it, I was, I just said in my intro, my grandma always told me, be afraid of the living than the dead. Yeah. So I always that, like, just keep yeah. that in mind. That's interesting. Graham's right. She is mm-hmm. right. That is, that's very true. It, it, Cause it makes sense. Like I don't, if for someone like me who doesn't even believe in ghosts to be more afraid of them than like a Michael Myers character, you know, I do remember this, though, I have to say. I rented Halloween 2, the original Halloween 2, probably 10 times when I was a child before I was able to get through the whole movie because mm-hmm. I kept turning it off. I was too scared to watch it. Oh, yeah. And now I watch those like they're background noise. I'm just like, oh, let me put on <laughs> Halloween right now. Right. <laughs> I know, When I saw the, two th- the, you know, the last one, 2018 – that Halloween film when that came out, my brother and I saw it at the theater and I had him walk me to my car. Cause I was just like very uneasy feeling. <laughs> That's so funny. Yeah, no, I, I, and you know, the other day when I was watching this new one, I was like, it, cause one of my friends was here watching it with us and he, he was scared and he had to leave and he's our neighbor. So he's just across the, mm-hmm. across the way. Um, he was like, "This I, I don't like scary movies, you guys. I gotta go. I'm like, this isn't even scary, though. Like, what are you talking about scary? What's scary? It's just, it's just Michael Myers. Like, I don't get mm-hmm. it. Like, what's, what do you, but it's true. People get really scared. Yeah. <laughs> it, yeah, for me, it was just like the aftermath, like psychological thing. <laughs> yep. 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 Yeah, I, I can't wait to see the next one. Can't wait. 
I'm way more excited to see Scream 5, though. I mm-hmm. cannot wait. That's a franchise I have to sit down and rewatch again because I haven't seen those in years. You know, I got one of my friends to agree to rewatch it because mm-hmm. he uh, doesn't like it. And um, his name's Maddie. I don't know if he's been on this podcast or not, but he's uh, he's not a fan. And I told <laughs> I told him, I was like, you just got to try again. It's just... And you know, the more I watch Scream, it it's it's not like it's this. It's just it's it's not a masterpiece. But if you were there at the time and you know what this film did, it's it becomes a masterpiece because it's like it was a reawakening mm-hmm. of horror because horror was dead at that time. Right. So, yes. Very very good picks, Kevin. Very Thank good. you. I think yours were too. I'm, I, you know, even hey. though I want to watch Crimson Peak, I almost, now our conversation's ending, I feel like I might want to go with Insidious. Yeah. I mean, it's funny because you talk about background noises and sometimes, yeah, I, well, I did. I haven't recently, but Insidious is my background noise sometimes. <laughs> and like my mom would always be like, how, what, why? And I'm just like, I don't know. I just love it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, because it's the gift that keeps on giving. It's good exactly. acting. It's good story. It's good shots. It's good everything. Like there's no bad in that movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah, very good. Well, do you have any honorable mentions that didn't make your list? You know what? I I do, as a matter of fact, and I I would love to share them with you. So <clears throat> I am a huge fan of the Alien series. Mm-hmm. Um, I absolutely love Alien. The first one is the best. The second one is almost as good. Mm-hmm. Um, the reason I like the first one the best is it's because it's the most horrific. It's like you feel like you're being stalked. And it's uh, just like, you know, Michael Myers movie. Very cool. And I love the fact that they're in space. Sigourney Weaver is a badass. Have you seen this? I have a long time ago. Yeah, I would put that on your list. And I would watch, I would watch all the four original ones um they are so good i also did like the two newer ones which was prometheus and alien covenant but those i did not see yeah they're just not as you know good um beetlejuice and hocus pocus are definitely two of my favorites i know they're not necessarily horror films but i do feel like they give me the gothic vibe Mm -hmm. that I sort of enjoy in a horror film with the combination of like just childlike whatever. Like it's just, cause you know, I'm a third grade teacher. Like I like stuff. (laughs) Right. No, children stuff. Yeah. Um, And a huge honorable mention. Don't look under the bed. 1999 Disney channel, original movie that can Mm -hmm. currently be streamed on Disney Plus. Yeah. This movie is so good that it is probably my number six. And this story, let I'm afraid to show it to my third graders because I know they will be scared. So I don't think oh, I yeah. can show it to them unless I get a par- uh, parent signature because it's disturbing mm-hmm. and it's so flipping good. And there's another lead actor who became virtually a nobody. I've seen her in commercials every once in a while now, 
But she, to me, was so good. She was just the perfect leading lady to me. I just mm-hmm. loved everything. I bought it yes. all. I bought yeah, it all. that one and Halloween Town, the first one, like the part yes. with Calabar in the movie theater, that scared the crap out of me when I was a kid. Like my kids were scared of that part. They were yeah. like, "What the heck is that thing?" Mm-hmm. Um, but our jaws, their jaws and my jaw still drop when Calabar reveals his motive. Oh yeah. And I told the kids, I said, this is like Scream. Like, you're getting the whole villain backstory right now. Like, this is mm-hmm. exactly what happens in those movies. And then <laughs> and then one of my students raises his hand and he goes, my aunt's in that movie. I said, what? shut up. Who's your aunt? He's like, Alison Brie. And I was like, oh, yeah, she was in part four. He's like, oh. yeah, and she got killed real bad. And I was like, yep. <laughs> that is awesome, though. <laughs> yes, very cool. So, yes, that's very good. Um, I do want to say one more. Um, Curse of Chucky. The Chucky yes. series is very strong, in my opinion. I like it. Um, I I love virtually all of them. and ironically for many different reasons because i think that that franchise has gone through um many changes but i always feel like it's fun and curse of chucky i thought this is the horror version like chucky 3 was the comedy one Mm -hmm. and chucky um five the seed of chucky was like the slapstick like airplane one um And they're all like this different, the Bride of Chucky was like this weirdly romantic one. They all have like their own genre. And Curse of Chucky was like the horror one. And it was truly scary. And they did it in a way that the doll truly was alive for me. And it not even in the first one did I find that doll to be scary. But in this one... I was like, the whole mood, the atmosphere, I am starting to believe that this could be a thing right now. Mm-hmm. And to put the cherry on top, they put the lead character in a wheelchair, which yeah. I thought was genius. Yes. I was like, I love this. It is mm-hmm. causing me so much stress right now. Yeah, it's anxiety-inducing. Yes. And so I just thought it was really good. In fact, I thought it was so good that I um, I Zoomed a few people and watched it with them because I'm like, you just have to watch this. <laughs> and Chucky is just such a classic character in general in the horror movie like genre. Yes. You say Chucky and mostly everybody knows, you know, in some type of way what you're you're talking about. Oh, yeah. Even the kids at school, they know that Chucky before they know the Chucky from Rugrats, which I think is very funny. (laughs) Right. So what about you? Do you have any honorable mentions? I do. I got a few. So Paranormal Activity, the first Mm -hmm. one, the Mm -hmm. ending scared the crap out of me. I was fine until she looked at the camera and lunged at it. Mm -hmm. Lights out, but not the full feature film. It's going to be actually the short film you can find on YouTube. Because for me, that really set the bar of content creation for YouTube as a platform. So I have a short film out 
and it's kind of just like a horror thriller and i just posted it right to youtube and it's just so creative how these people can make these really scary stories in like five six to ten minutes long yes so, lights out really set the bar for that for me i just bookmarked it it's only 20 yeah. minutes yeah and then the purge the oh, first yeah. one yeah very anxiety inducing and, and another thing like it's again like facing my fear because i just feel like that can happen in real life unfortunately well, i like the concept i think that that's yeah. very yeah like the concept was so interesting I have to admit, I never saw any of those films, but I have read almost all the literature I could find on them. Not that I don't want to watch them, but I feel like I have already because I know everything about them. Mm -hmm. And, you know, it's interesting. The second one, I'm wondering, did you like the second one as much as the first one? Because a lot of people said that one was better because it was out of a house. A lot of people complained about the fact that they were in just a house in the first one and they kind of wanted to see the chaos of the streets and that's well, what the I, second one did yeah i mean the first movie is store i feel like it's just purely for the story because it's just like some rich guy who feels like he's safe and no one can get to him but he's wrong and it was um, just kind of nice to see like someone get pulled off their high horse in a way <laughs> oh interesting but the second one yeah the second one is good too after the second one, they just start getting dumb, in my opinion. Ethan Hawke always plays those characters. That's kind of like a douchebag who you're not really voting for, which is weird because why is he the main character then? Mm-hmm. Which makes me wonder, have you seen Sinister? Oh my God. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that that movie is like a whole different thing because my brother and I sat down, we watched it, and that movie is the reason why I have a nightlight. it messed me up so bad it's horrifying it's terrifying the videos the children like there's nothing creepier than scary like demonic children yes i mean it's disgusting the film is disgusting yeah and i love i'm not going to be able to remember her name right now um um she was in, oh God, Sh- 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 Shannon Sossman. Wow, I can't believe I pulled that out. Good for you, <laughs> Kevin. No, Shannon Sossman. She is a, a crowd favorite of mine ever since she did um, her little stint in the 90s and 2000s. I can't remember the name of the most famous one. Uh, what was it called? Um, are you, do you know what I'm talking about? Not really. <laughs> Shannon Sossman was in, let's see here. I just pulled her up. Uh, Rules of Attraction. Okay, I've That heard was of that. her big movie. Uh, that's something you need to put on your list if you haven't seen that. It's not a horror film, but mm-hmm. fun fact about Rules of Attraction. Rules of Attraction is technically the first movie in not a series, but in the same universe as american psycho and both characters are their brothers um so there is a certain level of um psychoticness to the main character in rules of attraction but there isn't murder and death but i highly recommend it um she did 40 days and 40 nights and she did a knight's tale as well but the reason i'm bringing her up is because she's in sinister too and Mm -hmm. um 
I am so tempted to watch it because of that, but I just can't because it's just so wrong. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, <laughs> I saw the second one too in theaters and no, nope. I can't believe you did that after you watched I got the dragged to go see it. <laughs> I didn't oh, want to, but yeah. Did you go with your brother again? No, I went with a friend. Oh, okay. Okay. So, yeah, it was like <laughs> And, and it was like, we were late. So we had to like, this was the um, Joliet movie theater. Oh yeah. So it was like before the time of assigned seating and we were late. So we had nowhere to sit, but the front. Not a good experience. How barbaric <laughs> that there was ever a time before assigned seating. That is barbaricness right? at its most first world level. That mm-hmm. is the most barbaric thing that existed in my time. Even more barbaric than smoking inside restaurants. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Kids will never know these things. They'll never know. The They'll never know. of getting to a movie at like 30 minutes before it started. But yes. I That's have to speak on those. behalf of the millennials for my last honorable mention. And oh. that is The Ring. Oh my God. Mic drop. You're so funny. <laughs> What? Tell me, please convince me why that's a good film. <laughs> please. Now, now, looking back, I mean, you know, now I, I just laugh at it. But when you're like, what, 11 or 12 and all the kids in school are just like, oh, my God, I just saw this movie called The Ring and da, 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 da. And I do remember watching it and being a little scared at like the faces she, I don't know, petrified or mold. Like that was a little scary for me back in the yeah. day. But <laughs> I, I went to Samara one time for Halloween and got confused with Cousin It. So I was at that point, I was just like done with those movies. <laughs> that's hilarious that you got confused for Cousin It. I, you know, in that vein, I have to say, I'm curious. I like The Grudge a lot. In fact, yes. I think The Grudge is scarier and better than The Ring. And I feel like they're a very similar film. Mm-hmm. Um and it's weird because people always talk about the ring. Um, I've only seen the ring once or twice. I can't even remember if I've seen it twice. And I just remember thinking to myself, I, I don't understand what the hype was. Yes, she's crawling out of the TV, but um, maybe I, I guess, you know, because I, I was only 12 when it came out. So I'm right. wondering if maybe... Somebody told me that it happened, and then when I watched it, I really wasn't phased by it because I was so prepared mentally to see it. But I will say that um, Naomi uh, Watts, she is such an amazing actress, and I think she's a badass uh, leading lady, and I love it when she does horror films Mm -hmm. um, because I think she's great in them. Yeah, I think Mm -hmm. she's great. Um, I, yeah, you know what I though, agree. I have to say, I'm probably going to rewatch that because I would like to, I would like to see that again, just to know. I can't believe we were 12 so, when that came out. I know. <laughs> I, I remember vividly, I was in seventh grade and the movie was just like all the rage. Yeah. And yeah. then the second one came out and then there was a third one that came out. The second one is okay. Like, I'm not going to tell you to not watch it, but the third one, don't waste your time. 
I have never seen the third one. I did see the second one in theaters, and I distinctly remember this because my friends, all of us wanted to see a horror film in theaters. And for like a two-month stretch, the only scary movie that was in the theater was The Ring 2. So we ended up watching it like two or three times in the theater because we were movie theater junkies back then. Mm -hmm. It was our favorite thing to do. We would go to Marcus and then we would go to Connie's for Mm -hmm. um, breaded shrimp and pizza. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But yeah, that movie was... That... I, 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 I did not like that. I remember I did not like it. I remember I didn't think it was scary. Um... But you know what? I did like The Grudge 2 as well. Yeah. I didn't like it as much as the first one. But, um, and then they made a third one of that and I did not see that either. I think it was just a time where we started to get highly invested in like the Japanese culture films Mm -hmm. and books. And that's like what The Ring is based off of. And then Mm -hmm. um, The Grudge is based off another Japanese horror film that that's just like another adaptation of it. And it's funny because I was like, oh, well, at least The Grudge and all those guys are over in Japan. They're never coming over here. So we don't have to worry about The Grudge. The third movie is, oh, The Grudge follows an exchange student to Chicago. I'm like, oh, God. That's hilarious. And it turns out to be Chicago. That is yep. hilarious. Right yeah, down no, the road. I never Great. got to the third one. Um, I saw okay. Old recently. Have you seen Old? No. Old, do you know what it's about? I don't. I've never heard of it. It's these vacationers who go to a beach. and Oh, oh. Beach, yeah. I saw trailers for that. Yes, I'm sorry. Yes. I loved it. I loved yeah. it. I loved the kid it. turns into people. like a full-fledged adult and stuff, right? Yes. Another girl. Yes. Okay. And Ooh. that's based off a graphic novel. And that's actually what triggered the thought just now you were mentioning about. Mm-hmm. Anyway, so I thought, oh, yeah. And I recently watched it and I really liked it. That's the new M. Night Shyamalan movie. And I guess Signs is another honorable mention of mine, by the way. Yeah. Signs is good. That one's great. I know oh Maddie was trying to sell that old movie to Mike. And we're, we were both were just kind of like... Well, and hi, Maddie, if you're listening, we're really name dropping you in this. <laughs> we are. <laughs> we I'll are. have him come on sometime. Yes. He's, you know what? He is um, funny because I am an, I would say I'm an easy critic and he's, uh, um, he's a tougher critic. Mm-hmm. Um, but in our older age, I'm noticing that he's starting to like films a little easier like me. Um, he loved Sleepaway Camp. We actually we watched that together. Um, and I just can't wait for you to watch that. I think that should be uh, yeah. date night with you and Mike. Okay. I, I'm yeah. seriously, that's probably going to be the first thing I watch because I'm very, very curious to hear. And that Let's had two sequels. What... Okay. And I saw those first before I saw the first one. Oh, so, interesting. <laughs> yeah, and they were just very... they. They're outrageously silly movies, but the first one is just, I just can't wait to hear what you think about it. Yes, I'm excited (laughs) to watch it. Kevin, we are running out of time. So, but overall, these top five of ours hold places in our hearts for different reasons. And I highly encourage the audience to watch them. And if you've seen any of these, please let us know in the comments. And also, what are your favorites? And again, I want to thank Kevin for coming on. This was so much fun. This was 
amazing. I don't think I've ever gotten to do this kind of a deep dive before with horror films, and I really appreciated it. Thank you for yeah. inviting me. Of course. There's just like a select like couple people in my life that love horror films, and by select, I mean like three. <laughs> you included, so. <laughs> yes. I am always going to be there for your horror needs. So now for my big announcement. I'm heading to YouTube. <laughs> Not only that, but I'll be attending C2E2 as a professional. And for those that are unfamiliar with that, it's just kind of like a massive Comic-Con that happens here in Chicago. And if you are going to be there attending, I would love to say hi to you and interview you, get you guys on the podcast. So please, if you're around, make sure you say hi. We'll be wearing t-shirts for the podcast. And we're just, like I said, I'm just going to find some fellow pop culture fans like myself and we're just going to talk and have a great time. I am so excited. And just overall, again, the Comic-Con's being back. And this is a milestone for the podcast, just having that professional credential behind it. So I want to thank you guys so much for tuning in and just supporting this podcast. And like I said, I do have plans now of going over to YouTube. So I will be vlogging C2E2 in our whole time there. And right now I'm really nailing down the content that I do want on my channel. I, I just love just everything. And I love YouTube. I love the concept of just like growing an audience and just communicating, possibly just entertaining people. And I've just always, like I said, I love the entertainment business. Back in the day, I wanted to be an actress, but in my 30s, that ship is kind of sailing. <laughs> but I am hoping to launch this in December, so please, if you haven't already, head on over to the channel and subscribe. I'll have that link in the description as well. And as of right now, I'm going to be doing a makeover on the channel, so it's going to probably get like a new username, and it'll just be another fun channel full of not only movie reviews, but we're going to do some trailer reactions, we're going to do like clip reactions, and I want to introduce something called Driving Ponderings, where I drive and I, like, my family lives an hour or so away from me, so it's like every time I'm driving to see them... I ponder the weirdest things, whether it's movies, whether it's just about life. So I do want to introduce like that kind of a concept to YouTube. So it's just going to be random musings while on the road and shopping and finding fun things at stores. I'll take you to Burlington. We can go find some Disney park items that are there. I know people who follow me on my, I have like a Disney inspired Instagram account. It's called Disney underscore cowgirl. If you're interested in following me on there, it's just Disney spew. So if you follow me on there, you know I like to go to Burlington and see if there's any fun Disney park items for the week. And then, yeah, it's just going to be a journey. And I've always wanted to start a YouTube channel, and I think I am ready to dive into it. I know I've tried a couple times, and I've just kind of felt uninspired, but I think now I'm ready. And I do have the words of the great, legendary, amazing Tom Hiddleston, you keep putting one foot in front of the other, and then one day you look back and you've climbed a mountain. That's one of my favorite quotes he says, and I carry that with me. And yeah, so please head on over there. I promise things will be coming. So yeah. <laughs> and as always, thank you for tuning in. And next week, I'll be reviewing the much-anticipated film Marvel's Eternals. It's Angelina Jolie up in here. <laughs> I hope you guys have a great week and talk to you soon. Happy Halloween.